regarding Roger, an oral exploration of Dark Side of the Moon, then and Redux, with Chaz and Wolfie. Why Roger, why? Why Roger, why? Regarding Roger. Did you see my, my Thursday gig post on Facebook? Ah, uh, no, I did not. What did you post? Uh, we have a gig. You have a gig coming up? Three, on Thursday, 314 Beer Garden. I think it's going to be pretty cool. I'm just kind of stoked. Are you? That's neat. So what are you playing? How long? 7, Seven to, to 10. 10. Ooh, three-hour gig. For a Thursday night. Perfect. Thursday night dinner crowd. So what are you going to play? You got a set list of, what, about 30 songs or so? Yeah. A couple breaks thrown in. One break, I think, right? 15. Mm -hmm. Take a break, mm -hmm. 15. Mm -hmm. That sounds good. Yeah. yeah. Sounds like a well-balanced set list. Well-oiled machine. I got to figure out. I'm going to go heavy on the reggae, though. Why not? Uh, I think you, know. you should play some Lou Reed, though. I would cut my legs and tits off when I think of Boris Karloff and Kinski. Which, like, which song? In the dark of the ah, Brandenburg Gate. <laughs> Have you worked any Lou Reed in, any uh, <laughs> Lulu into your uh, set list? You said I'm trying, you worked, I'm trying to get iced honey the, in there. Uh, I'm trying to get iced honey. Iced did, honey. Did you, didn't you put something in your, in your, um, your playlist for, uh, <laughs> set up or, or break I did playlist. I did I did I put uh, ice honey in the rotation for the playlist there it's come up that's awesome yeah yeah I've quickly fast forwarded it and if everybody doesn't know what we're talking about we're talking about tracks from uh, the album that we listened to the last time we got together to do something like this welcome to what we're calling regarding Roger which is based on something we did last season called Regarding Lulu, which is dissecting these albums that require a little work on behalf of the listener. I'm your co-host, Chaz Charles, along with the man you hear me talking to. That is Greg that's me. Wolf. Oh, that's it. Oh, you want you want to do it yourself? You want to do your yeah, own? I'm good. That's what I'm Chaz good. is doing over on the Rush Rash. Yeah, no, I like it better. He kind of jumps in. Okay, so Wolfie Wolf. In hey, the hey. house. I'm here in the house. Wow, the crowd going nuts, man. So yeah, we've had a little break. We had a little break, although we saw you over on Rush Rash, the podcast dedicated to uh, a weekly listen to the Rush catalog, one one track at a time. But we had you over there. And I was, and and I was ridiculed over there mercilessly, too, it, I might add. What are you talking about? I thought we were very my, inclusive. My we lack were, of, of Rush knowledge. Uh, you know what? Listen, if anything... My, what? Go ahead, say it. My my, you know my <clears throat> mispronunciation of the uh, acclaimed and and famous, you know, world famous drummer in that uh, in that power trio. Oh, Neil Peart. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's we're over here. We peart. can call him. No, we we're over here. We can call him Pert. That's fine. Oh yeah, Neil Pert. Yeah. Come on, you know what? Thank I mean, I God. think I think you were the guy that said oh it. Taylor Hawkins to yeah. the man's face, to the yeah. world, announces yeah. him at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame as Neil Pert. If if it's good enough for Taylor, it's good what enough. What the for fuck? Me. Well, right? I mean, you know, I I didn't see Neil get up there and smack him about or bandy, you know, any type of uh, throw anything at him from the crowd or 
otherwise mm-hmm. look disparagingly no it was all love and affection so but inside yeah, though, it's pert well yeah but no guts but were roiling they might have been because that is basically the story that he really just can't stand that people can't get it it's pert but oh, i'm sorry i mean pert anyway you know what as long as Shatz the man doesn't here, like people let's face listen, it as right? long as Shatz isn't around well yeah well, well now okay it, formally getting, okay yes because he's well, no longer with us and rest in peace we're, we're talking about name. talking about Neil. We're not talking about Shats, my co-host. But right, oh, Shats, Neil, yeah, no. Neil is no longer Shats here. Shats is well, still very much with us. Shats is very much here and very much an evangelist for getting. Just quick, that name quick question right. though, Chaz, don't fuck uh, that name up around Shats. It's all I'm why saying. Why does why does Shats always insist on doing the podcast from a bathroom? Is that am I understanding that correctly? Was it your episode where we we actually were were in the stall with him in with the motion detecting lights? <laughs> yes, was this yes. yes? I mean, right. So we very fortunately haven't gone through that again. But you yeah. know, at any time, you never know. This guy is in a. I was like, I was like, Shatz, every time I'm tilt with the him. camera up, tilt it up. <laughs> And I never know where he's going to be. This is the thing. This is what keeps me on my toes with this guy. I Things have changed oh since God, I saw him 20 years ago. I don't know what's happened to him, what's going on. You know, I know he's there. He's tucked away in North Jersey. Absolutely he's, genius. He is. But, you know, in terms of the other stuff going on, I don't know what the hell he's gotten into. Mm. Thank you for that newsflash from, from Colorado. Uh, I think Which it one? Was something that you posted on your uh, Facebook, if I'm... Not mistaken that uh, uh, Norwalk, Connecticut's own Goose. Oh, yes. Band from, wow, you know, one town away from me. Share right? the news. How many people did they play to here? According to Chaz, uh, the report was 10,000 at 10, Colorado people. State University. Yes, sir. At our brand new field. And I think I shared the news maybe on the on the Lulu podcast or maybe privately with you that my guitar player, Bob Riccio, who will be with us uh, tomorrow, not tomorrow, Thursday, uh, in in the aforementioned Norwalk, Connecticut, uh, at uh, 314 Beer Garden, the uh, uh, Bob, the guitarist Bob Riccio uh, was the teacher of the the guitar teacher of the lead uh, singer and guitarist of the aforementioned band Goose. Did I, had I told you that before? That is insane. You absolutely did. We went over that and, um, you know, they were out here. We have a connection to your post. And I shared it. I shared your post actually with with Bob. Hey, and did he share that about? Uh, I haven't heard back from him yet, but I did uh, pass that along. Um, well, I had hey, a man. friend actually out in, in San Francisco who just saw the Goose Band out there. Um, I think it was last week. Well, it was in beautiful Canvas Stadium on the grounds of Colorado State University here I in Fort Collins, Colorado. You're Thank looking you. at 35,000 uh, capacity arena here in downtown Fort Collins. Uh, and amazing how it's so accessible. As much as I love to bitch and gripe about how uh, the the CSU administration is just, uh, they are really just, um, you know, they, they have a general disdain for anything having to do with combustion engines and automobiles. Um, they're a little more forgiving with the electric cars, but they do not do a lot on campus to welcome the automobile. It's time has come and gone for the folks at CSU. But that said, 
surprising how accessible real baby drill center 35,000 people dude on a weekend almost you know i mean through the season right so um canvas stadium's getting a lot of action these days uh is that so that's near to your to where you reside in colorado this is actually right up the block yes it is yeah so they played to 10,000 people literally in my backyard now here's the thing dude Ten thousand people. No, I didn't know. I had no idea. <laughs> so I'm sorry. I missed him. I was so bummed because we love him. Trisha is totally into him. Uh, you shared uh, your story you with us. Yeah. We started listening on Spotify. Became a follower. Excellent. In fact, really love him. Excellent. Shared their music with others and have become, you know, uh, somewhat of an evangelist. Which you Regarding know, goose, head, I can hear a podcast. Regarding goose. Well, I don't know if there's anything that compelling there. I mean, they're awesome, but I don't know that there's anything that's got me scratching the head about what they're doing. We, they're, well, we, they're, we uh, could get the teacher. Uh, of, that would be of, pretty of, cool. Of the lead uh, guitar player uh, on the podcast. So that would be, yeah. Well, now we've got something to talk about. You know, he was here in Fort Collins. What did he think? You know, I mean, did he, did when he was here, exactly. did he try the buttered sausage? Let's talk about buttered sausage. Talk about buttered sausage, where it comes from, what it does. Why is it doing what it's doing? Get it out of my face. Did he, did he, did he come in a, um, you know, an electric uh, or, or maybe a recycled um, fry? Recycled cycle is what he was probably doing that in. Yeah, power, tour bus like like uh what uh willie nelson or something had something like that going i think at one point that sounds like a stoned hippie oh sure that's right bio uh bio hemp fuels. biofuels yes. yeah that's biofuel yeah uh could very well be but dude we Maybe can make that did, happen right? can we make that happen you reached out to him what about buttered buttered sausage yeah let's we can make that happen. get him on now let's get him on rush rash or get him on regarding roger Who's to say we can't have guests out here, Greg? We're more than happy. We've had so many people interested in what we're going to do, and we haven't even yet gotten to what it is that we're going to do. Why are we here? That's a question I ask. Why are we here? Admiral, the famous question from Admiral Stockdale of Ross Perot's failed presidential campaign, his running mate's famous question. Why are we here? Why am I here? Where am I? <laughs> Why am I here? Who am I? Why am I here? There Love he that. is. There he is. Yes, Admiral, thank you. We'll live on forever. So uh, to answer that question for us, I want to go to um, a quote I saw just very recently in the NME, the New Music Express, uh, quoting one Mr. Nick Mason of Pink Floyd fame. Uh, when told and confronted with the idea that Roger Waters had gone back and re-recorded Dark Side of the Moon 50 years later, Nick actually knew he, this was not a surprise. He was in the loop. He had heard it. Roger clued him in along with everyone else. And Nick said, you know what? So annoyingly, it's absolutely brilliant is the quote from Nick Mason and Pink Floyd about what we're here to do today, Greg, which is to listen to this thing called, oh, Dark Side of the Moon that was just re-recorded and re-released by Mr. Roger Waters, bass player of the aforementioned and former bass player, we should say, of Pink Floyd, um, who Nick Mason. Uh, we've also got surviving members, uh, David Gilmore and, oh gosh, who's the other guy? Mason and, and Wright. Wright is dead, right? Richard Wright, I believe, died. Um, so no opinion out of Mr. Gilmore, but what we no do, comment. 
No, well, I, I, it's not even a no comment. It's like people aren't even asking him. I think they're like, uh, you know what? This is one you don't even want to ask David on because <laughs> kind of seems obvious that uh, Roger, uh, although Roger, uh, his own website will declare that no ill intent uh, was behind all this. And there was much love and respect for the original work of Dark Side of the Moon. Um, there's you know, been no collaboration zero with uh, his former bandmates on this. And in fact, uh, and we're not going to go into it here because if you're tuning into this podcast, you're tuning in because, you know, there's this band Pink Floyd and there's a long history between, you know, key players, Roger Waters, David Gilmore, particularly uh, feuding all the time uh, back and forth, uh, basically since the band's final album together, which I think was after, I don't know, uh, 10 or 12, 14 album career. Um, 1997's uh, The Division Bell divided that band once and for all with egos, I think, on both sides being kind of blamed for the reason why these folks could not work together anymore. And they've done a few reunions over the years, Greg. And I don't know, have you seen these? Mm-hmm. Have you seen the times, the couple of times when Roger and David have gotten back together? Uh, I have not seen those, but I know that they have done a, just a, a couple of reunions over the years. Uh, they don't like each other, as you mentioned, so it's not a happy uh, gathering. Right. But, you know, to the point that they did it for charity, uh, they've done it twice, and uh, both times uh, they were, as gentlemen, able to treat each other, you know, with a lot of respect, uh, mutual respect. Without coming to blows? Is that what you're yeah, saying? Yeah, without destroying each other on the stage, yes, and actually looking like they were having a good time and playing well together. But uh, the most notable thing about one of the reunions, uh, these were just kind of small sets that were done for charity for very particular reasons. Uh, that uh, everyone believed in and, and thought that they could put their, you know, be their better selves, which they proved they could do. Um, but most notably, after I think one of the the, the ones that they did in 2008, uh, they were offered like 150 million dollars to go out on the road because it was just so brilliant and so well received, and uh, not even you know that amount of money could uh, get these guys to put aside. Uh, the fact that they just could not work together anymore. And that's really the bottom line. You know, I think they could go out and recreate live things that they had recorded so many years ago. But yeah, put them together in a studio to try and do some of that stuff and recreate that that magic that, that was, right? Mostly that Pig Floyd experience. I mean, they were a great live band, don't get me wrong. I was fortunate enough to see that band uh, at, before they broke up. I saw them live. Um, but, uh, you know, it was really the records and it was really with a, a pair of headphones and, and maybe other, uh, substances, right? I don't know what you would imbibe or indulge mm-hmm. to listen to Pink Floyd, uh, to really get into the oral soundscapes that they create. Mm-hmm. Right. But, um, that's what Floyd was known for. So if those guys couldn't really do that to Roger's point, when he left the group, he tried to disband the group because he said, we just can't do that anymore. We're broken. We can't create that anymore. And that's Pink Floyd. And, uh. His bandmates disagreed. They came to an agreement, and Pink Floyd has carried on all these years without Roger Waters. They are completely different entities, and so we're here to kind of look at, you know, represent both of them, if you will, and kind of what Roger's done here, which is add on to an existing, uh, what I would say would be Pink Floyd limited uh, asset, (laughs) Um, I guess is kind of the best way to put it. Um, And... The buzz so far, as we just kind of started off with, spoiler, has been that um, annoyingly, 
the buzz is good. And so what had kind of been, uh, piqued my interest, Greg, is first of all, let's just have it be said, right? Where do we come at this as fans? Uh, I'm coming at it from a place of heat. I, I, it was almost blasphemous to hear that he would do such a thing. My first reaction was, man, that is sour grapes. And what the hell is wrong with this guy? But as I started to learn more and where he was coming from, I got kind of intrigued. Um, but still felt like, wow, there's no way he's going to be able to kind of, you know, improve the source material. That's just the, the dark side of the moon is a seminal or, or, work. Or just bring a totally different take that's that's valuable in its own right. It doesn't necessarily have to be an improvement, right, to be valuable. Well, when it when it's, it's one of, when it's the guy who wrote, well. Yes, it's a different interpretation, right? But I mean, I you know that I, I I don't I'm not alone in saying that there are a lot of fans out there that questioned the wisdom of what he was doing, questioned oh, yeah. his motives, right? All that stuff. Okay. Um, but as why we would started, you question it? Right, but it seems crazy. It does, and so it was perfect fodder for us to say that's hey. what we like we like i mean it's it's almost like do you remember nothing. that podcast regarding lulu when that, I, I, you know like, what lou reed apparently got together with the band metallica to record an album based on a you know play written in the late 1800s so i mean that's we're all about crazy over here and at, what the at the regarding series of podcasts that's it we and that's what we've become to that's uh, our brand that's we are regarding re, re, regarding whatever we uh, you know we were gonna go just the regarding if nothing else route. right if we're, if we're nothing else we are regarding I was trying to work that in before. Yeah, if nothing else, we are regarding these types of things. We're just We're regarding further, things. further regarding the absolutely untouchable, insane concepts that a lot of people won't go near. The first one, yeah, Lulu, uh, yeah, I don't ever anticipate that we're going to see the massive numbers that uh, you were envisioning, quite frankly. I was a little skeptical on your models, but I didn't want to dampen your enthusiasm. Your, well, your, I mean, I thought we it would. I thought it would not take so long to hit our first million listens, and and <laughs> you know, I was surprised that it took as long as it it did. In fact, we haven't even reached our first million listens, and and it is taking an incredibly long time. And I think as we're on the the, it's the building, road, the building. road, I I think we want to put it into little tiny increments, maybe little pi increments. Meet on it every couple weeks, see what kind of progress we're making, if everybody's happy or not. Thing lives out there in Spotify and Apple Podcasts now in perpetuity. At regarding Lulu is the Twitter handle, but you can go check us out, um, obviously, on all the services where podcasts are being hosted. So it's out there and it's pretty much everywhere. Um, you enjoy your podcasts. So check that out. And regarding Roger now, yeah, we're kind of regarding this as season two. Uh, and it's really kind of like episode, you know, kind of what were we saying, uh, Wolfie? Like uh, these are podcast miniseries. They're encapsulated. They're, uh, you know, uh, it, it's we, you know, we have a beginning, we have an end. We're not looking at a yeah. catalog. We're not it's looking like, at. It's like White Lotus, right? It's like the. There you, you know, go. We, you know, the first they were in. I don't know where Bali or then, the, you know, and then they're right. You know, it's a different location. Right. And then you're shitting in, in, uh, in, in people's suitcases in uh, some other 
exotic place yeah. and um which we can't quite remember exactly where but don't know was... but i'll never forget the look on the guy's face yeah. when he broke one off into their bag that was just great so it was great it was great <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, he didn't have any dude wipes on hand um i have just learned out about these recently through the rush rash podcast but um dude wipes are a thing that maybe if those had come in to play he wouldn't be where he is as a character at this moment. But anyway, um, you're right. So we, we, we were going to do all these so, weird different Not things. that it's important, but the first season was in Hawaii, apparently, of White Lotus. And the second Got was it. in Italy. Italy. Okay. I but, saw the second series. Okay, so it was in Hawaii where he, where he pinched a loaf in their bag. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Okay. Yes. Got it. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> Italy was good, too. But it's anyway, still a, a, it's, <clears throat> it's encapsulated, be, like a beach, you know, uh, type setting. There's or, some similarities there, some, but, but different characters, different right, story. Right. That's what we do. And we have decided we're not going down the narrow Roger path. So it's not going to be Roger Moore regarding Roger Ellis no, regarding Roger. No. So we're not doing oh. that this season. It's regarding Roger Waters, not Whitaker as some other podcasters who will not be named in the CMPU, Corey Morissette Podcast Universe. We will not name names there, but it is not Roger Whitaker. Thank you very much. We've got enough to do. Don't need another podcast. That idea is intriguing. Thank you. It's interesting. Admit it, Greg. You heard Roger Whitaker and you went, shit, did we choose the wrong Roger? You heard that, right? Well, fuck. I mean, you know, I don't know. Flag on the play. Do we need to regroup? No, I think we're in the right place. I think Roger. Any Waters. chance we could get Jennifer Coolidge to do a guest appearance on the podcast? Oh, that'd be honest. insane! Oh, I'd love that. Because Man, I she mean, is you know. nuts. Talk about know. someone that just totally plays a character. Oh my god! Wow, saw an interview with her, and I was like, "Whoa, she's been crazy from way back." Mm-hmm. I loved her in Legally Blonde. Oh man, she's she was in movies when I was a kid in in high school. You right? were in diapers, she, yeah. Uh, well, probably, but, which yeah. was high school. Uh, but <laughs> that was a different party. That was we only one talk time. About that. It was only one time, and it was yeah. Hershey's. It was yeah. Hershey's. That's the only way we could eat it. I'm telling you. <laughs> Please. Anyway, I want to get into that. But so, you digress. I digress, as we always do. Look, we're here. Greg, as this always happens. Now mm. we we get very distracted. I don't know what Why is, is in that? your lubation cup tonight. We have to have a new um drink for you or some way to um uh, what what do you got there that looks like oh you got a slurpee. Wow, your diet has and that has improved. Yeah. Is that the one made with stevia? Is that the Slurpee made with stevia at least? No, it's just it's a red cup. It's the it's water oh. inside it, but the cup is red. Oh, okay. It's Rocket the Bay. Is that another is that some uh branded merchandise? Yeah, it's branded merch. It's merch. It's merch. Is that your merch? No. I just oh, got all right. oh. at, at some event. But did, but did I, they did they pay you to mention that on the show here? Uh, as far as you know, and you're not getting a cut, no. <laughs> okay. We'll talk about that later. We'll release the video. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, we're here to listen to Roger. I'm just going uh, to uh, take a quick sidebar here with my attorney, and I'll be right back with you. <laughs> yes. Steps. 
Well, I'll tell you what, you know what? Um, and you're, you're close. Hey, to, so bench. you're in Connecticut, right? You're in Connecticut. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So is that where your business license is? I just want to know where I can come after you for fraud. Uh, I cannot confirm nor do you know, you, you, I think you kind of inflated some, some, some numbers. Um, I was looking at some <laughs> statements and I want to talk to you people. Um, but anyway, I, but, but we have to remember, right. We have to in keeping with the regarding ethos. If we are as far nothing, as you know, my house is in fact political thousand square feet. <laughs> I, 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 it's I mean, look, look at this place 3.8 million square feet is what yeah. it said in the filing, sir. This is what we have a little discrepancy well, in your, you in, know, your, in your zeros, your, your decimal places. That. that might be all it is. It's just decibels. That's all. Oops. That's all. We Oops. Might have split a just moved decimals. them over a little bit. Oops. It was absolute. A, it could happen to look, anyone. It's an, it's an accident. These are executives, not CPAs. Come on. Give Jimmy. me a fucking break. Yeah. Right. All right. So sorry. Anyway, it's like, we're I here. mean, it's, it's like the Mona Lisa. I mean, it's priceless. So oh. just, yeah, give me a break. <laughs> here we are. Let's, let's go. Let, let's circle back around. Okay. So we're, we're, um, let's get down to business. We're getting down the business of listening to a track that starts off uh, a seminal work called Dark Side of the Moon that was released by Pink Floyd in 1973. Now, before we do that, I just want to, you know, as we've kind of said, we've we've gone over and kind of cleared the air of, yes, we everyone knows who, if you're tuning into this podcast right from the outset, you have gotten the vibe from us that we assume you know a couple things. And if you don't know these things, I might have to put on my Rush Rash hat and tell you to go scratch because, hey, you know what? Go learn about Pink Floyd then if you want to come back and talk about the original work versus the new one because the original meant so much to all of us. So um, we've given you the backstory. We don't plan on being political and we don't plan much on being correct on this show. So we're not going to get... On any of that shit, we're not planning anything. That's kind of the point, and that's the format that we've fallen in love with. But we're here to say, yes, we acknowledge there's a history between these people. They don't really much like each other. But the vibe we're getting is that everyone's pretty much okay so far, but we don't know about Dave with regard to what Roger has done here. So we're going to figure it out for ourselves now as fans because we know there's plenty of stink out here in the community for the whole idea and I have heard mixed reviews on what some people think of uh, some teasers that we've put out there just in the form of the track Money and other things that he released. Uh, he released a couple of tracks before uh, the release before the of the album, album uh, on Friday. And so, um, you know, we have uh, I have purposely only listened to the snippets that I shared. I didn't listen to the whole thing because I really didn't want to spoil this experience. And I have friends that immediately upon it coming out and I got the notification on my phone, too. And we sent out our tweets saying it's here and we're excited. But I didn't jump in and listen. I had friends that had listened within the first hour and a half of it being out. And we're already writing their reviews. So I have honestly been not been reading my friends' reviews. I haven't read any of the reviews online other than to see that Nick Mason, because I did go out to say, okay, the only thing I want to know, what are the other band members saying? Now that it's out, what are they saying, right? Because there really was not much there before. And so I found these quotes about Nick Mason, nothing on uh, David Gilmore. And as we said, Mr. Wright, RIP, no longer with us. So... Uh, what I wanted to do to just cap up the whole idea that, yes, there's a big backstory with Pink Floyd, but we love both sides pretty much. I mean, I, that's where I'm at, Greg. I don't know. Where are you at in terms of 
Roger Waters versus Pink Floyd. Do you care about any of that shit or not? The controversy between those two Between the bands, yeah. Between the gentlemen, between the entities. The entities. Roger um, Waters and his stance. And I don't want, definitely don't want to get into the politics of that one, especially with what's going on. And let's just acknowledge with what's going on in Israel. It's terrible. Um, but I don't want to get much more into the very divisive politics of uh, Mr. Waters in that region of the world. Mm. So, um, fair enough. especially now, because we're here to do an artistic review and nothing more, not about anybody's politics. So that yeah, said, we, we, we are not political here. We have, uh, and we're at, never correct. So at the, the fuck? <laughs> we're never correct and we're never political here at the regarding series of right. Like, that's right. You got our assurance that we're not gonna say shit about that anymore. No. <laughs> All right. That's our quality of assurance. It's guarantee right there. Mwah. Not gonna happen. So what I want to I like it when everybody can just get along, you know. Final comment on the whole thing, and it's actually a statement on Roger's website. This is from Roger Waters himself, and I just want to read this because I want this to be the spirit with which uh, Wolfie and I uh, skip down the yellow brick road with our listen through the new version of Dark Side of the Moon. So I will not offend my friends over the pond by throwing on an accent or trying to imitate Mr. Waters, I'm just going to read this straight up. When we recorded the stripped-down songs for the lockdown sessions, the 50th anniversary of the release of The Dark Side of the Moon was looming on the horizon. It occurred to me that The Dark Side of the Moon could well be a suitable candidate for a similar reworking, partly as a tribute to the original work, but also to readdress the political and emotional message of the whole album. I discussed it with Gus and Sean, and when we stopped giggling and shouting, you must be fucking mad at one another, we decided to take it on. It turned out really great, and I'm excited for everyone to hear it. It's not a replacement for the original, which obviously is irreplaceable, but it is a way for the 79-year-old man to look back across the intervening 50 years into the eyes of the 29-year-old and say, to quote a poem of mine about my father, we did our best, we kept his trust, our dad would have been proud, and also is a way for me to honor a recording that Nick and Rick and Dave and I have every right to be proud of. And so... Uh, that is Roger's official statement on his website that announces uh, the work. Now we're covered. And further, we are not uh, at the point of saying whether we're taking any form of compensation at all in the promotion. Just from our sponsors. Um, or, right. <laughs> <laughs> rock, rock at the Inlet Cup. Yes. Our new sponsors, check out Rocket the Inlet Cup, going to be on Greg's desktop for the next hour. Yes. <laughs> so, and uh, sponsored here, sponsored here by uh, by Lenovo. So what we've got is uh, we've got some new artwork that I actually thought was pretty cool. And I haven't figured out what this is yet, but Roger has put out, you can see the reflection of the old album cover of Dark Side of the Moon in the eye of an animal. I think that's a pig. Is that a pig? It's got to be a pig. It's got to be a pig, right? It's fucking Pink Floyd. It's got to be a pig, right? Pink but Floyd, I yeah. can't really discern, man. I think that's no. a pig's eye. 
And there are there are differences between a pig's eye and a dog's eye. Um, we're, just we'll have to do some more research on that, and gonna have to check that out, match that up. That's not why we're here tonight. Tonight we're here to listen to the first track. Now we debated this before we went on the air because, as we know, right, we've got ten tracks on this album as it's articulated. Uh, but this first track that's so is, weird because regarding Lulu. That album, Lulu had 10 tracks. 10 tracks. And then maybe that's our thing is we will not analyze any album that has either more or less than 10 tracks. Right. And some type of controversy tacked to it. Yeah, of course. It's got to have some madness. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So when we looked at this, said, hmm, should we combine Speak to Me, Breathe? Uh, Or, you know, as the breathe in parentheses in the air i've never referred to it that way it's always speak to me breathe but it's always to me it's kind of breathe it's just that whole first section of the album the first three four minutes of the album because breathe itself the original cut is not very long uh but here's the thing that's interesting right so we know roger's intent was to go back revisit the original he's re-recorded every track uh it's got new interpretations as you described earlier it is a completely new interpretation on the music and uh, he has added to it. So as I've been looking at the tracks, um, the new one is almost twice the length of the original. So we're going to go through it one track at a time. We had talked about concatenating and bringing Speak to Me, Breathe together and kind of doing those. But we're going to do them one track at a time. So tonight, probably going to be the shortest episode in regarding Roger's history. So I think we will not edit all of that great banter. We'll leave it in and people have to suffer through that shit before they get to this. What do you think? Hit it. Yeah. Oh, we're hitting it. We're going right to it. You're like, I don't know. Well, do you have something? Jump. Did you want to do something else? He's just like, jump. No, man, I'm good. I was just. Throwing- so, so, but I, I think you explained this, but I don't know if it was totally clear. Okay. That, that our plan is to listen track by track, which you did explain, but to listen to the original. Right. First, I didn't explain that. Right. Then listen to the new Roger Waters redux. Correct. Second. And then talk amongst ourselves. There you go. All right. I think we have agreement. I think, as we can tell here, the crowd goes nuts. So with that, you uh, here we go. New format. No spinning involved. Let's hit the button. Push play. Speak to me from 1973 from Pink Floyd. We Actually, I have, I have an idea. I don't know if you're okay with this, but should we... Um, play the original album on vinyl, and then we'll we can listen to the new one streaming. Wow, that would be awesome! But I've got no way of hooking up my. my do you have your vinyl still I have, of I do. Dark Side of the Moon? Uh, I can, actually, I can pull. One. I think I've got one here in the. Do you uh, have it there? In the collection. Hold on, I might still have that one too. I know I have the wall. The wall, I gotta say, meant meant more to me. You know what was surprising to me as I was doing a little bit of kind of preparing for the show that Dark Side of the Moon was Floyd's eighth album. No wonder it's Amazing. so fucking good, right? I mean, yeah. <laughs> come on, now, like to they me, got shit figured out. Well, dude, this is why I was saying, like, you although know, often you, bands' first album is their best, and then everything else after that just doesn't measure up. So that's true too. Yeah, give the nature of this group, man. Yeah, it's like early Genesis and what they became, early Rush and what they became. There was the raw, then there was the finished, right? Yeah. And when bands yeah. have time to mature, 
Yeah, I mean, by the time that band became the band that put out the Division Bell, I liked that record. But I mean, the interesting liked... thing that happens with a lot of bands is that they're together and they're writing songs and they're performing and sometimes for years and they've collected all their best songs that they've written like up until the point they record they record the first album and then, you know, I mean, the quality and then they try to make a their second album, you know, six in six months and and the first album had 10 years worth of, of exactly work. yep 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 i know what you mean yep this is though so i would say the nature of like hootie bands. and the blowfish right okay so you're going right where i was gonna go you're talking about a rock and roll band that kind of honed itself out on the street you know making music for people whereas Excuse floyd was more whatever. doing it in the studio so Totally different model. The prog bands, yeah, I mean, they were touring and everything, but they were doing it all in the studio. They were developing that crap. They were not I doing mean, it live. Do it live! I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live! And things suck! They were not jamming. And and so that's a totally different kind mm. of maturity that develops in a band, I think, like uh, Hootie and the Blowfish and what they get to musically. So you're right. They may not achieve, you know, like that first record. Yes, it was 10 years in the making and it may be all downhill from there, but they are still like solid and jam band. And like, you know, they've built up all those skills, but like these other types of bands, they're doing mm. like these artistic endeavors and, and these works that, you know, require them, right. To, to really kind of, uh, be in a different place and their focus is totally different. Yeah. I just like the, and, and so like the way they develop as musicians, I think is totally different. And I think you get this, like this record what, is, is, well, what is about, what about master Boston? class? What about Boston? Boston. Boston Those guys, way. right. You know, like they were, they were a great combination they of that were like idea. engineering students at MIT. Right. right. And they yes. built their own recording studio Built their own guitar processing. 70 or something. Yeah. In Boston. Um, yeah. obviously. He built the rock man. He built the rock man that was the foundation of Def right. Leppard's big 80s sound. Yes. And and you know, um obviously the first album, unbelievable, right? Masterpiece, all killer, no filler, right? As we say on the regarding podcasts. Yeah. yeah. And you know, after that, mm. right. Mm, yeah there's You're no right. other masterpieces in their you know list no. of, of 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 albums you're right yeah yeah you're right and floyd but anyway has several. And I, floyd it's has interesting several. how that happens uh sometimes it does i mean but, you, got but a band the, you would think the reverse would happen is especially for for you know as as younger guys and they're still learning and they're maturing and they're growing and they're adding skills and like Pink Floyd, how their music matured, right? From the early yeah. days, it, it, you know, to to when they got to this this album. And it's, you know, it, it, it's interesting because on the Regarding Lulu podcast, we were talking about whether that album Lulu was a masterpiece, right? Um, or a I think masterpiece. This, yeah, or a, a piece of something else. And... Um, but, but, you know, dark side of the moon, right. Is widely regarded universally, maybe as universally. Yes. 
Absolutely. For many things, not only, not only the musicianship, the songwriting, but the sound quality and the production. Again, this is where Pink Floyd now, by this point, this was their eighth album and they had become masters in the studio. Uh, And there's no doubt. I mean, this is along with um, albums that are most frequently cited as the uh, purest vinyl you would want. You would want to get these albums on the purest vinyl possible to test your audio system because there'd be no finer way to test it uh, and all the various frequencies that that system was capable of recreating for you. Dark Side of the Moon and Steely Dan Asia uh, in terms of production value, right? So album was engineered by Alan Parsons of Alan Parsons Project fame and so many other luminary, I mean, so many other massive artists, right? Those Great big producer, sounds, right? right? Great producer. Uh, he it was also the engineer. Engineer. Uh, it was recorded yeah, yeah, yeah. at Abbey exactly. Rhodes. Um, so, I mean, it's got everything possible going for it, right? It's got the complete um, pedigree. It's got everything, and it's and it's got it's got Pink Floyd. It's got you know all of them were great songwriters. Speak to me. The first track we're going to listen to was written by Nick Mason. Um, so, and as we're seeing now, which was, I thought really funny, I went to the official Pink Floyd site, went to their discographies and clicking on the links and you open one for the liner notes or the, the credits for dark side of the moon. And it's a, it's a word document PDF that opens up like, and this is like Pink Floyd's website. So anyway, that's what we're looking at. That's an official Pink Floyd document on your screen right there. Um, and so, uh, with yep, that, thank you for, I, for presenting that. Recorded in again, we said 1973. We've got yes, all Abbey the Road, Abbey Road Studios and all the song facts out. The original track that we're going to listen to now, it has an explicit marking on it in Spotify, mm. which is interesting. I think that has to do with probably something obscene that's being muttered in the background that's audible. Very difficult to hear. We're going to figure that out. It's only a minute and five uh, seconds long. So it is truly how I've always ever approached this. This is a setup. This is an intro uh, to uh, really to, to the whole record, apparently. It's, it's sort of the Brandenburg Gate of uh, Dark Side it, of the Moon. It, it, there you go. For, for fans of Lulu, this is the, uh, yes, this is. Well, and, and fans of the whole series of regarding podcasts. Now there will be these, yes, preludes. Yes. Preludes to it. Still a much hoping to get story. Jennifer Coolidge to join us. Yep. And now at this point, too, I just want to warn all of our friends out there if you want to synchronize and get your copy of Wizard of Oz, now is going to be the time when you're going to hit play. That's where it ends. That's it. So that was it. it. So it comes right up to the last laugh. 
Um, and I thought I had screwed things up because I was just looking for the lyrics, but the, the song was over. That was it. That was the minute and five seconds of, of Speak to Me, the heartbeat. Uh, the this heartbeat. album was so cool because of the thread of the heartbeat all the way through it. So that's kind of neat. We'll be interesting to see if Mr. Waters maintains the thread. Um, so, you know, you hear the heart beating, right? You hear the, the clocks coming in and that's supposed to be that big synchronization cue with uh, Wizard of Oz, right? For people that have made this experiment, there's a, a rumor that if you synchronize uh, your copy of the Wizard of Oz, uh, the movie with Pink Floyd, the the dark side of the moon from the very beginning, that there is some synchronicity that occurs between the two works if they are started at the same time and viewed together. So I've never done that experiment, but that that intro there with the clocks is supposed to be some kind of direct tie-in. It's all I've ever heard. You ain't, you know anything more about that, Greg? I do not. No. Okay. But, uh, all right. Sounds sounds like it would be interesting to check that out sometime. Maybe we'll yeah. do an experiment here on the regarding Roger podcast. What strikes you, Greg, about uh, so uh, any memories about like, you know, first time you heard Dark Side of the Moon or what speak to me signals for you or means to you? Let's you mean, are you asking it. if it spoke to me? Did it speak to you, my friend? Are you feeling it? <laughs> it are it you feeling it? Do you get it, Homer? Did it, are you, Yes. I mean, I, I you know, uh, I, I this is my first sort of forensic, probably, analysis. So I didn't didn't really think too much about speak to me to tell you the truth. So it's okay. there's not, not a ton, you know, it's a, it's a nice little kind of Kickstarter, right? It's like kind of, kind of like his little launch pad into the album. Exactly. It sets the mood. Yeah. It's really, and as you it, say, there's some thematic uh, things that they do uh, that, that set the stage a little bit. <laughs> There's so, there's something going on there. I mean, they're they're setting it up with the the crowd, right? The the voices that you're hearing, right? And yeah. the things that they're saying. And yeah. that's what I wanted to try and find really quickly was a reference to what they're saying, right? Oh, what, hear, what they're oh actually... it certainly wasn't fucking right. And so that's yeah. where I, I I nodded immediately with like, oh, that's why it has the explicit. Oh, and I thought I remember dropping was, some f bombs. Dropped an f bomb right there at the beginning, which you know, 1973 was very controversial in and of itself. Fucking a. So you know, that would never get airplay. I've been mad for fucking years, absolutely years. Been over the edge for yonks. Been working me buns off for bands. I've always been mad. I know I've been mad, like the most of us have been. Uh, most of us have. Very hard to explain why you're mad, even if you're not mad. And <laughs> yeah, even if you're not mad, I mean, so I, I like you know, as I'm kind of reading it, I'm like, oh yeah, I hear it. So uh, it was spoken by Chris Adamson, uh, Jerry O'Driscoll, Peter Watts, and Claire Torrey. Uh, and so this was all uh, the the spoken words over the heartbeat, the clocks. Um, and so I've been mad for, f- and now this is how, now here's the thing, right, Greg, the reason why mm. we're here. One of the reasons we're here is because Roger said, um, you know, want to revisit the, what was it? The, um, what messages was, was he trying to get through on this? That there's an emotional and a political, yeah, political and emotional, emotional message of the album. 
as we kind of unpacked for each other on the other uh, podcast, none of us were really aware that there was some kind of overarching theme to this record, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Other than the fact that the, the wacky, quirky, oh, yeah, it ties into the Wizard of Oz, dude. Yeah, man, you know, give me the Cheetos, bro. Right? So right. here right. I want to analyze these lyrics because Roger says we missed the point. I think it's some of the bravado we've used to describe our podcast. Roger said we didn't fucking get it. So we're going to figure it out. So let's figure this out. The album is starting this way. I've been mad for fucking years. Absolute years. Been over the edge for yonks. Been working I don't know what months. that means. A, a yonks, I think, is a term like, you know, it's just like forever. Okay. Um, working me buns off for bands. And I don't think I'm enunciating this well, but working me buns off for bands. So a band. As in Pink Floyd, a band. As in a musical band. As in a band. Well, yeah, that's what I'm reading. A bunch of blokes with guitars. Right? So that's what we're hearing. Um, And that's so this guy, that's a male voice. And he does say, I've always been mad. I know I've been mad, like the most of us have. Very hard to explain why you're mad, even if you're not mad. Ha, 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 ha. Now, I don't know. I seem to remember... Somebody said this was about another record about Sid Barrett, uh, the former member of Pink Floyd who lost his mind, right? Um, But I don't know that this... I I actually never really drew a a much, a really hard association there. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, is this record about him? Because it was really the other one. It was Shine On You, Crazy Diamond. It was always like, oh yeah, that's about Sid Barrett. Um, But I just wonder... But that the, that theme of certainly of of madness and mental illness is 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 very prevalent in this album. Yes, as it is in other records of theirs, right? So there's I mean, a, this is the few, only one. A few Let's strong talk about themes, right? There's a few strong themes in the album. I would say mental health, and you know, interesting in mental health and you know, well being day. I think today is Mental Health Day, uh, National Mental Health Day. But um, uh, mental health is actually an overriding theme in most of Pink Floyd's recorded work. If you think about it, man. I mean, I'm thinking all the way up through like Final Cut and Division Bell and some of those songs. Um, yeah. So let's see. Was what we were looking for, Speak to Me by Pink Floyd. Ah, I am not finding anything that kind of says that that's really about. Yeah. They called it a, a color sound montage. Uh, not really much more there. Yeah, Roger Waters calls it a gift. Oh, that the so <laughs> okay. We said that Dick Mason got the songwriting credit on this one. Yeah. I'm seeing an article here that says that Roger Waters says that that was a gift to Nick, and so he really wrote it. So this is the shit we're going to have to avoid, right? Because mm. right, that's where there's that other thing, that nasty, annoying little credit that says Roger Waters wrote this whole thing, and yeah. so that may be why everyone's like, "Yeah, you might have written the lyrics." But a lot of the album, nobody gives a shit about. Like, like these first few, like, okay, somebody's mad. They're nuts. Something's going on. They worked for bands. Okay, right. Not, not too important. 
yeah you know uh, as important as the guitar solo in you know any of these songs you know breathe money um like oh come on right so okay all right but the lyrics are important of course yeah and all right songs. so this song is a setup this is really as we've said it's not really not a so song. much in this song not, uh, yeah it's not really this a intro song. it's not even a song yeah Right. What but kind of what kind of credit is that? What kind of gift is that when the song never gets Nine. played anywhere anyway? Right. Come on. Whatever. Yeah. All right. So Roger re-recorded this. It kicks off his new version of the pig eye looking at the dark side of the moon. It is called the dark side of the moon redux. That's the official name of the record. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it because he reduxed it. He reduxed. And now we're going to redux for now a minute and 54 seconds so this how much song, longer is that so this song warranted a whole what uh 30 more seconds no i think he's uh that's five so i think he's at 49 seconds 49 oh this needed an additional 49 seconds to on get a percentage across. basis though that's significant dude that's like 30 percent more dude that's massive is Jeez. that only 30 percent I don't know. What are the numbers again? Greg, wait, wait, wait. Tell me. The math has existed for a while, but. Okay, so it's the original, is one, original is 105. The new oh, is 154. Yeah. Math on the fly. Oh my God. It's much more. Come on. Right? Almost fucking double. TikTok. 75% more. Told you, money. man. Wow. That's fucking insane. So 75% yeah. more for your money. Here it is. Let's see if it's worth it. It's like Slam Wow. I would Same price, it. right? Slam Wow, apparently. No, I bet it was. I bet uh, if you adjusted for inflation, it's probably the same amount of money you paid for it in 1973. I paid. Uh, you get 75 pro rated. I, dude, I, well, I know. You tell you what, actually, this is where they're actually getting screwed, right? Mm-hmm. So he's like, who cares? I don't need the money. They're billionaires anyway, or probably close to it. But um, no, they're getting a streamed portion share, right? They're not getting my album. I, I didn't buy this album. They're not getting what they got from me when I bought it. Okay, I didn't buy it in 1973. I see what you're saying. I would have bought it in 1980, 83, 82, 83, maybe in there. Uh, but even then, right? Were the you even alive? Dude. How old do you think I am? What are you like? Are you like three? Get the fuck out of my face with that shit. And there you go. It's perfect. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, I work with people that, yeah, isn't it crazy? Born in the 80s, born in the 90s. It's like, whoa, yeah. dude. I had already been in and out of and done this and been that and done. Oh, boy. Yeah, right. You start to feel real old, Greg. What about buttered, buttered sausage? We just heard, heard through that. We're getting around montage. that. Thank you so much. Yeah. All right. So uh, we're going to go loud and proud and strong into this new version of uh, Speak to Me. You're going all slam wow on me a minute ago. Yeah. You got me sold on this. It's seventy four more bank, seventy five percent more bank for my buck. I know. I, I'm I'm sold already. Just on how right. much more we get for our money. <laughs> Sock it I to need, me. I need a slam chop. Yeah, Sock put, it to me. Here it goes.
memories of a man in his old age are the deeds of a man in his prime. You shuffle in the gloom of the sick room and talk to yourself as you die. For life is a short, warm moment. And death is a long, cold rest. You get your chance to try in the twinkling of an eye. Eighty years with luck, or even less. So all aboard for the American tour. Maybe you'll make it to the top. But mind how you go, and I can tell you, because I know, you may find it hard to get off. Memories of a man in his old age, deeds of a man in his prime. I liked that line, sure. Shuffle and gloom of the sick room and talk to yourself as you die. God, I mean, just from the outset. All right, let's just stop before we even analyze the lyrics. What did you think? I mean, just of the whole way this sets the mood and comes off. I liked it. Did you like it? Yeah, I mean it's it's so different, but it sets the mood I, to me a bit like. Uh, oops, phone's doing weird things. Um, it sets the mood, I think. Of um, that's gold, Roger. When happens. Yeah. What? When um, that you know Roger as an old guy, right? Looking back at this work. Uh, and and sort of setting the stage that that's what he's doing, right? You shuffle in the gloom of the sick room and talk to yourself as you die. So here he is, he's at the end of his life. He's looking back on stuff he did in his prime. Mm -hmm. Life is a short, warm moment, and death is a long, cold rest. Yeah. Get your chance to try in the twinkling of an eye, 80 mm -hmm. years with luck or even less. Okay, so yeah. it's all centered on his mortality and where he's at. Yeah. And he's and he's looking backwards and he's and he and life went fast, right? And right. and he's and 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 he's very literally looking at what he did as a young man, right? And he said, and that's what he says that yeah. So uh, it, it very much, in a, in a different way, it doesn't set the stage in the same way that the original speak to me, sort of, I think, gives us a little bit of an on-ramp to what's to come uh, with the rest of the tracks in the album. Uh, but this, I think, does uh, a different job, which is set the stage for why the redux is sort of what he's used it for it seems to me you know why why am i you know what am i doing here and and it's it's uh, i'm an old man and i'm looking back at what i did and 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 life is short and um 
and and he doesn't seem to be looking forward to his mortality. Uh, he's he wants to grab a hold maybe of 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 some of that uh, warm. What does he What does he say about life? Life is uh, life is a, a short, moment. warm moment. He wants to try to grab a little bit more of that short, warm moment. Right, because you get your chance to try in the twinkling of an eye. It just goes by so fast, right? Yeah, before the long, cold rest that's right. ahead. So, right, but then he says... I think he sets the stage in an entirely different way. Whereas the first one was much more sort of seemed like it was it was talking about those themes of madness and and some of the things that are going to go on in, in, in the songs. And this doesn't really, in that way, this is more personal, it seems like. Yeah, yeah, and he wraps to it the up moment. By, well, he's right in the moment to the point that now he he's not done because he says so all aboard for the American tour, and maybe you'll take it to the top, but mind how you go, and I can tell you because I know you may find it hard to get off. So what, what is he, he saying there? Because there's no punctuation, man. Yeah, yeah, I don't not know. Not that, that line. So and he's welcoming maybe, welcoming us aboard. I feel like uh, he wants us know, to be with him for the ride here, and and he hopes that we Come can along. make it to the top. So what am I hearing there? To uh, you know, have a cigar. You're going to go far if you tell us the name of the Game Boy riding the gravy train. I'm wondering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If this didn't tie back to that work, oh, I wonder if he's tying things together. Because, dude, that 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 last stanza, mm-hmm. I would say, kind of sums up like the theme of "Have a Cigar." Off of "Wish You Were Here," right? So that's interesting. Yes, I'm just I'm just tasting that. I don't know. Don't know where that's going to go. Um, but you know, in the one of Pink Floyd's great seminal works, there. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if he was drawing that in. But um, tying that back to like how the first one was starting out, this whole idea of it's just this guy kind of talking. There, you know, I, I, I've been mad for years, been over the edge, working my buns off for bands. So this is uh, like was Dark Side of the Moon like the story of some character like you know on the road crew or something. Like, and and he's going to take us through some kind of moral story. You know, I, I just don't know where that's going. So this is going to be an incredible, uh, Greg, like mind blown. Okay. Mind blown. I'm already like, what's he doing? Because now I'm even looking at the original work going, I wasn't even cognizant of what was going on there. Right. right. So if there's something there, like, who is this person now? Like, now I'm like, dude, but- this is just like Lulu. There's a character here. I don't know who it is. I want to know who this is. This is, but this is loud and clear. He wants us to hear the words. Oh well, this one there was no mincing, right? I mean, the, yes, the, you can the, hardly the vocal, make out the words on the other one. You can't hear it. You can hardly hear it. It's more of an oral experimentation yeah, and a landscape. It was. It was very much they're playing in the studio back and forth through the headphones. You're taking LSD. The rumors are you're watching. Just, just uh, you know the movie. And the oh, jeez. Right, yeah. exactly. That was more about like, you know, yeah, the, uh, this this he's got, it sounds like much more purposeful message to the point where, yes, his words are prominent and the primary thing in the mix. That's yes. what you hear. He wants us to hear the words. No shit. Wow. Okay. So that's well, a departure. It is a big departure. A uh, big departure. Completely different, in fact. Yep. So 
to be fair to say, even the sound work. right that he's using is not yeah. that reminiscent. A little heartbeat, I guess. The heartbeat was there, and so that looks lighter. I feel see. like not as prominent. Right. Not right. As. Is that true? Yes, it was. It was more subtle. And I think you know what? I think this format, Greg, kind of lends itself to us being able to go back and maybe just one more time, kind of sit through that again, because it is new. And we are here to kind of check this out, right? We have a really good idea what the original was. Let's go back one more time. Whoop. Let this new one speak to me. Because now, and and two, so let's say we, we, we'll we talk over it because we let the first one go. Um, but I'm hearing different, you know, oral scape being created. There are, is, what is different. that? It's not a cricket. Is that a squirrel? I think that's a squirrel. And that's probably important for context. It's like, is that a squirrel gathering nuts? Because I still think money is kind of at the center of this. Of the album. Of the album. But interesting that like the the wailing, you know, the, the woman, the vocal is gone. Been replaced by these words, which are pretty significant. But the, the memories of a man in his old age. Yeah, the buildup. Are the deeds of a man in his prime. Okay, you're listening to Roger speak to us, and that's how you're interpreting. I think he's this. speaking to us. This is not a character or anybody that you know we I haven't met so. that we didn't really know was there all along with Dark Side of the Moon. Maybe it's Doctor Shone. <laughs> They're coming back. They're coming back. You shuffle in the gloom of the sick room. And talk to yourself as you die. For life is a short, warm moment. And death is a long, cold rest. Yeah. You get your... So, yeah, I uh, I don't know that this is him, dude. He's not sick. He's not dying. I don't think. I haven't heard that, but we didn't, we, we didn't know Lou, Lou was sick and dying when he did Lulu world did oh. not know he did, but no, I don't think that's what's happening with Roger. I'm just, I I'm just saying, I don't know thinking about Roger. his mortality and he's I saying don't know. as an old man, okay. you know, and you're looking back at your prime All right. and, 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 you know, you have this mortality staring you in this fa- in the face and, and, and that's, that's the way I'm hearing it. I think he's saying he's speaking in universal terms, but I yeah, think there yeah. may be a character. I don't think it's Roger Waters. He's speaking in universal terms, but he's speaking from a place of I'm an old man and I'm looking back on what I did and and I'm also facing mortality. Okay. I mean, isn't he facing mortality? Fair enough. That's what he said. Yeah, he's in the sick room talking to himself as he's dying or he's he's painting that picture, sharing with us. That's what's coming. Yeah. I'm not saying that that's today for Roger Waters, obviously, but (laughs) that's what's coming. He's staring that in the face. Mm -mm. You know, I I don't know what he does in his free time. All right, let's go through the rest. In the twinkling of I will fight you. I will fight you. Fight you in your face. Or even face. So all aboard for the American tour. And maybe you'll make it to the top. The 
mind how you go. Uh. And I can tell you, because I know, you may find it hard to get off. Okay, I heard I heard the female vocal from the original album very subtly in the background. Did you hear it? It was like the scream. Yeah. The, ah, ah, it was there. It was very, very subtle. But it was there. So, so this I, is... I, I have a new take on this last uh, section. Okay. Uh, so all aboard for the American tour. Yeah. I feel like that's a reminiscence. And that he... Because this is a looking back, this album, right? Okay. Yes. Uh, to all those years ago. Uh, and so he, it's the American, it's, he's talking, he's sort of remembering that, you know, the American tour and maybe you're young guys and you have a young band and you have putting out these albums and maybe you'll make it to the top. Right. And, and, like and then, no, he's speaking to himself, but he's sort of remembering his, the, where his they were. Uh, okay. So he's kind know. of speaking to his younger self. Yeah. And, and that, and that, Hey Roger, you know, all, you remember when it was all aboard for the American tour and maybe we'd make it to the top and, but you know, once, if we did make do, if we made it, we might find it hard to get off that ride to the, yeah. that rocket that we get on. And, and so it's, it's well, a, it's a, it's a blessing and a curse. Be, be careful what you wish for. You think about it, right? I mean, 14 records, the same guys, you know, that's what they were in for. And so maybe that, you know what, you, you might be onto something there, buddy. I think, uh, you know, that's what I'm here for. You know what? I think at this point we got nothing uh but That's why uh, I get the big bucks. You know what? That's why it's all about, you know what? That's what we're doing here. We're developing a franchise so that we can sell it off and go retire on the beach. Yep. And you all know, aboard. we all dream the same thing. So get your lubations, right? And uh join Bars, us for the next episode. Hotels. Yeah, we're gonna resorts. have the regarding restaurant chain, and we're gonna regarding regarding wings, re, regarding boneless, regarding boneless wings, <laughs> regarding wings, regarding yeah, what regarding wings, regarding wings. We're boneless. Go boneless. Regarding wings. No pony calls me boneless, right? Boneless. I think we've just done the the marketing. That was another ideation session. I'll send yeah. you my invoice. That's great. Beautiful. So yeah. we we've gotten through the first track here. Um, if we want to call a it a track, it well, you know what we did is we set a mood. We set it. We set the uh, expectation that people can have coming to regarding Roger. They're not going to get any bullshit. We're going to go through this record. We're going to talk it up. So far, not much to talk it up. We're going to talk it out. We're going to talk it over. We're going to talk it in between. We're we going to talk have some shit along the way. We, we might have some pretty strong disagreements. I'm already sensing a little hostility coming out of you with a couple of the comments, but uh, don't make me come over there. Oh, I'm bring down my coming over there with my toolbox. I'm going to get on a plane, the Southwest. I'm going to fly into LaGuardia. I'm going to rent the car. I'm going to come up there, come across the Tappan Zee Bridge, and You're I'm going to. Oh, I went the other way. Oh, if I went the Tappan Zee Bridge to come where you, are, I'm already going the wrong way. Fuck it, I'm screwed. It'll be a couple of days, but I'm going to come up there. I have my toolbox. Hey, buddy. I'm going to fix this. 
I'm going to fix this. I got news for you. They tore the Tappan Sea Bridge down a few years ago. Oh, shit. I'm screwed then. What the, the fuck? Mario I'm not coming anyway. Cuomo Bridge. Oh, the Cuomo Bridge. I'm not going yeah. there. I don't want to know what's going on there. Governor Stay out of the Cuomo, Cuomo household. Don't mm-hmm. go near those people. Uh, even on Regarding television. Mario. Or Christopher. Though you got to watch these guys. Apparently, I'm a little handsy. Uh, we're not going to go there. Sorry. All right. So anyway. <laughs> What what a terrible downfall of a great political legacy. Mm. Oh, geez. That's terrible. Um, dark side of the moon redux. Um, I'm drawn in. I, you know, what, what's your what's your feel, Greg, after the first uh the introductory set the mood, set the stage track here? Yeah, I thought it was cool. I I, I, yeah, thought, I, liked, I liked what Roger did there. Um, I thought that was a good intro. It's a little creepy. It's a little it's different, but um I guess we're we're along for the ride. We're going to join him on what he's calling the American tour. Hopefully, I and you know I think with Roger, like everything else, uh, context will re- be revealed. But here's the thing: it's actually kind of cool about what we're doing. We're only going to find this out with what he's doing now, one track at a time. It's not like we're sitting down with a joint and the album and listening in one sitting and you know get into it like you would have with Dark Side of the Moon, right? So this is a much more. It's a different uh, endeavor. Um, it's one track at a time, not reading through anything ahead of time. So not sitting with the liner notes, not doing any uh, purposely have had a press blackout. So we have been sharing not clips. listening to the reviews. No, we're not listening to reviews, not even listening to Roger out there himself. So we have been sharing promotion. stuff on, on our social media. So we want to promote that everybody should please follow us at regarding Roger uh, podcast on uh, the platform formerly known as Twitter um facebook.com regarding roger podcast um please follow us on the socials interact with us talk with us let us know what you think of what mr waters has done so far but don't spoil please we've just told you we've been sharing some stuff that he's done his tweets just to build anticipation uh you know for the podcast but honestly have been retweeting that stuff have not been consuming it so um you know roger here's the deal we're giving you a fair shake. See, what have you done to our beloved dark side of the moon? How could you How could you even think it was a good idea to go near this? And so far, okay, so good. Not bad. We're there. We're buying in. Any predictions how long it'll take us to get to our first million plays? <sighs> Listens? Bank, baby. We're going to be hitting bank before you know it, brother. I'm selling shares right now. Right. Right on. I guess I'm working on the merch. I'm gonna. I'm. You want to sell it short? I mean, maybe even better, better deal offline. I don't know offline. about short, but uh, the in the merch store we're gonna have shorts. Oh, shorts. Some resort wear. Resort wear. Yeah. Very shorts, nice. Shorts. Very nice. Can we get yeah. some shorts? I'm wondering. Can we get some black dress socks? What I'm really looking for is a tire to wear down in the Jersey Shore this summer. So I'm thinking maybe some nice um, shorts. All with right a up nice, to the knees. Yeah, well, with a nice with a nice pleat, nice pleated shorts. You know, with a oh, nice nice shorts. nice Seriously, pleat. Got to be a nice pleat. Maybe khaki. Uh, could be maybe this blue was and white. Very tasteful regarding Roger logo. Regarding Roger logo, the RR on there looks like a Rolls Royce. Regarding Roger, right? So we're yeah, royalty beautiful. here. It but got it. Got to have the, the luxury um, dress brand. socks. I need the dress socks. The black, I, black, and and I'd like some slippers too. So you may have seen the Moby Dicks that they wear over in France. Uh, need need a pair of those for the beach. 
You need mm-hmm. you need your Moby Dicks. If you don't have your Moby Dicks, if you've not gotten yourself a pair of kicks, well, the Moby the, Dicks, uh, and you the are missing out. Department over here at uh, the Regarding Roger podcast is working hard, working feverishly, developing all of the new merchandise items uh, for sale soon. That's great. Yeah. And so, what we have to the final piece we're going to have to figure out is where you're most likely to hear Pink Floyd of Brown Town. Um, Oh yeah, or where where you're most likely not to at hear, Buffalo Wild Wings, right? It ain't gonna be Buffalo Chicken Wings because that's not happening. I don't yeah, think that's you're Metallica. Hear. We've already you might hear, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking you might hear something like uh, "Run Like Hell" or something off of um, Pink Floyd, "The Wall." You you might hear at a Buffalo Chicken Wings, but you're not gonna hear something off of Dark or Side a Buffalo Wild Wall. Wings, maybe. Well, or that place either, right? But you know, Chicken Wing, Chicken Wing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so uh you know Something's never tracks changed. on this record can't wait till we get to brain damage because that's basically you know it's you know when you talk about anthems come on i mean there's some songs we live by one all right so with that come back and get brain damage with us next time on regarding roger wolfie great to see you as always great to see you john Chicken and macaroni Chicken and macaroni